All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. Uh, how are you? Coming to you live again from my daughter's gaming room. A bit of a cold today, so I sound a little bit stuffy, congested, so I do apologize. I need more light in here, don't I? You would know if you're watching on YouTube. That's where you can get this episode and every other episode of Cheaper Than Therapy on YouTube, Spotify, wherever, wherever the podcasts are uh, available, wherever you get them from. That's where you'll get this one. So cheers for coming back. Also, check out the other podcast I have with my good friend, Corey Brooks. Corey Brooks uh, called The Manxiety Show. About, we talk about men's mental health and stuff like that. Got a qualification. Might as well put it to good use. Try to find a bit of humor in the darkness of the man's mind. Uh, this week's episode, we talk about a female narcissist. You got to check that one out. Uh, maybe it's a bit biased towards men on that episode, but... We deserve one, don't we, lads? Don't we? That comes out this week. That comes out this week. So, um, yeah. So, here we are. Uh, episode 156. Last week's episode was... Uh, oh, also, May 27, 28. I'm headlining uh, Governor's Comedy Club. The big room. It's nice to go back to the club where I started every once in a while and just... Um, Headline there, you know, bunch of new material. Come on out, tickets on sale right now at govs.com, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a bunch of shows in between there, but it's the one I'm kind of promoting, right? Uh, I'm at the comic strip this Thursday, though, having said that. Again, working on new material. Come on down, check it out. So it should be fun. Should be a, a, an old laugh, an old laugh, as they say. Um, so last week's episode was I'm getting a dog. Remember I talked to you about the, the process of the whole interview process about this dog, so um, we had the interview, had the interview with the dog, very, very intense, the questions that they were asking, uh, a lot of personal life, a lot of personal questions they're asking, which I thought was weird for a dog, you know, like, like they were interviewing Corella DeVille again, do you know what I mean, like, what, I don't get what you're trying to get from me, like, I'm not going to chop I don't just go into shelters taking dogs and make some weird Frankenstein coat. Whereas Corella Deville had the beautiful Dalmatian. I'm going to have a bunch of just choppy different mongrels. Mongrels and mutts, as they're called in America. Just people trying to figure out what is his coat made of. Is that part rat on the sleeve? Could be. Could be. You never know. So, had the interview. And then we got approved. Fucking surprise, surprise. We got approved for a dog. And then they said, all right, well, we'll find a dog that fits and then come on into the city. You get to spend 25 minutes with the dog and you have to leave with the dog right there. And then you can't go, let me think about it. It's either your decision has to be made, uh, which is very, which is a bit forward, I think, which is asking a lot to go to make a decision um, pretty quickly uh, within 25 minutes if I want this dog or not. But whatever. So we go into the city uh, on Saturday, the one before Easter. And we got to meet we got to meet this dog and the dog's name was Scooby, which I'm like, ugh D like yeah. I think worse than a hacky name for a dog. You know what I mean? I don't know if the shelter gave him that name or if, or if the guy who fostered the guy who fostered him, uh, his name was Austin. Really nice kid. Really, really nice kid uh, from the financial district in this he's from South Carolina originally, actually. And then he moved up to the financial district and he, he was holding on to Scooby. And uh excuse me. I should have a dumb button for my snorts. Uh, and I took lozenges beforehand, so I'm sorry I'm all congested. So the dog, we go in and we meet Scooby. 
Uh, we get him, right? We fall in love with him right away. It's immediately he reminds me of my old dog, Sadie. Looks just like, I mean, identical to my dog, Sadie. I was like, all right, fuck it, just get it. Let's put it in the car. Let's bring him home. We're still calling it a girl. Uh, nobody's really come up with a name yet. Nobody's calling it Scooby. Uh, everyone's calling it, like, I don't want to say the name because in case someone walks by and calls out the dog or whatever. No, fuck it, I'll call it. They call it Benny. They call the dog Benny, which I was against because in, in Ireland and, and the UK, Benny is a word for, it's a slang word for a homosexual. You know, you would just say, ah, oh, that guy, he's a bit of a Benny him. Um, but my daughter calls it Bennett and then Benny is supposed to be short for Bennett, which is Benny seems to be short, longer than Bennett. Whatever. I still call a dog mate. Um, I've called it say, I don't give the dog, I don't think the dog even knows his name at this stage. He's got so many people yelling different things at it. So, uh, got the dog, dog came home, lives with us now. And I joked about the cat, right? I joked about saying how I wanted the cat to pack his shit and just leave. And obviously a joke, it's all satire. I'm not, I don't believe in cruelty to any animal at all. Um, but the dog and the cat met in the hallway and the cat literally hit all three walls of the hallway. I know one's got the door to the end of the hallway. Excuse me, I know that's disgusting sound. So the, the cat meets the dog, the dog cat goes boing, boing, boing. And then fucking jets like and a cat does like noise I'd never heard this cat make before. <laughs> 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 fucking hilarious. Um and I felt bad for the cat. And then the cat's like eating outside, like he doesn't belong here. You know, it's like it, it's like would you ever do you ever have two relatives fight? Do you ever have two relatives fight and then turn up in a christening or something? I'm not fucking going in there if he's in there. I'll stay out here. Happy birthday or happy christening to the little one, but I'm not going in there. Fuck that. Not while he's in there. I'm staying out here. That's what it's like. But I didn't know the cats could do that, could jump off three walls. I didn't know that. I makes me kind of think that the movie Black Panther and Catwoman was definitely sold short because Black Panther was all about a few jumping spinning kicks and he would take out his claws and he would, you know, if you're going to be like a cat. Fucking let's have Black Panther hit all three walls and summer's more more flips. Same with Catwoman. Right? She just looks sexy in an outfit. That's all she does. Nothing cat-like about her at all. Then they would do the hacky thing, the old Batman movie. Remember that one? And then she would lick her hand and do like that's not you're only cleaning the top of your suit, you fucking idiot. Remember Michelle Pfeiffer would do it? She would lick her hand and then she would do that over the helm the helmet part of the costume. She was like, what are, you, what are you cleaning your PCP suit for? That's dumb. So I don't think I've really captured the essence, uh, the essence of a cat in any movies, really, based on what I saw this cat do. Fucking three walls, you know, <laughs> just whatever. Uh, you know, so it's nice. The dog is lovely. I'll be posting pictures, I'm sure, here and there, like every other annoying person with a dog. You know, every, you know nobody wants to see you picture your dog that's going to be me. That's going to be me. Heading out to South Carolina soon. So we're trying to figure out, do we take the dog? Do we just put it in a kennel? Do 30 pound dog? Do we... I'm going out. I'm playing golf tomorrow with my friend Tom, who's a pilot um, for an airline company. We're flying with his airline company, actually. So I'd ask him, what he, and I've never had to take a dog on a plane. Does he sit on my lap? Does he go on the ground? Does he go in the... Does he go in a bag over the he overhead, which killed that other dog? American Airlines did, 
or do I just put it in a case and fuck it under the plane with golf clubs? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never never had an experience like that before. So I'll uh, I'll let you know how that goes as time goes on. So follow me on Instagram, Mick Thomas Comedy, and I'll be posting pictures there. Also, TikTok is a is is is, is I'm blown up on TikTok. Hit over twenty thousand followers. Is that blown up though, or is it just I don't know a weird algorithm? I still don't trust it. I still don't try. I feel like TikTok to me is like like in in regard to social media, which I hate social media. Right, I I cannot stand social media. Um, I use it for promotional purposes only. I don't get any education from it. I don't get any benefits from it. I really don't. And I feel like social media. If you were to go, we'll say Instagram. Instagram is like uh. I guess Viagra, right? It's like Viagra and Cialis, right? It's top of the line, erectile dysfunction pills. And then TikTok is that, you know when you go to a gas station? You go to a gas station and it's got um, a picture of a girl next to a rhino. Like for some reason, like I don't I don't get this, like the, the hot girl in the lingerie leaning against a rhino. Like am I the rhino if I take a pill? Like is she going to bang the rhino? Like I don't, it's hard to make these out or a girl in leather boots bent down, bending over a, a, a car, over the hood of a, of a cool car. I don't get those. But that's what I think TikTok is when it comes to social media. So I don't trust it. I don't trust TikTok's numbers to be accurate. Right? I don't trust it at all. So I think that's my analogy for what TikTok is in relation to social media. But I'm on there doing pretty well numbers. Jump on there. Follow me. Um... I want to start another page before I get into Gilbert Godfrey, who passed away, by the way, who I've worked with. I'm not going to be like every other comic. I didn't post pictures, and I'll tell you why in a moment. I'll tell you why in a moment. Um, I was thinking of starting up another page on TikTok called Soprano Sell Shit. Now, I'm supposed to go to Ireland uh, in July with the cast of The Sopranos, right? This is... I'm not even supposed to be talking about this, but I don't care because I, I, I think the wheels are going to fall off of it, to be honest with you, the way management is handling it. Not my management, of course. Uh, I'm supposed to go... The weekend of July 4th, they're going to be in Belfast and Dublin. And I'm supposed to... I'm sorry that disgusting sound. I have an awful cold. Um, I'm supposed to go there and be like a, me, a mediator, a medi- mediator for... Um, of course, now the fucking landscaper start outside. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm supposed to be in, uh, you know, to go out and like talk to the crowd, do maybe half an hour of stand-up, bring out the cast of The Sopranos, uh, the three guys who have a podcast, right? I don't know the real names. I mean, I know Steve Schripper, who's a, a, a comedian. He plays Bobby, Bobby Bacala. I know uh, Michael is playing, the guy who plays Christopher, and then Big Pussy. And that, they're the only names I know. Um... So they're going to go on tour and I'm going to, you know, mediate the audience because like, they're not going to understand what Irish people are saying. You know what I mean? You know some fucking idiot from Dublin? When you're out there now, right, and you're gone in, you got Donny Soprano and he grabs that thing by the stuff. How would you get out of that, Luke? And they're just going to go, what the fuck? Well, good, good job. I've lived in America for 20 years. So I kind of know, I still know the translation between the Ireland, the Dublin slums and, uh, and the weird Belfast accent. To be able to help out a little bit. So that, that was the plan. So I started watching The Sopranos again. Uh, re-watching it. Which I've watched it twice before. Uh, over the years. And I just started watching it again. 
And it really is a great show, but this the, the, the TikTok page I want to start is called Sopranos Sell Shit. And what I want to do is, um, it's like the amount of product shoehorning into the product placement into the show is remarkable. Now, I understand the Coca-Cola can on the counter, right? Maybe as you're talking, you pour a bowl of Cheerios, right? You, that, that stuff I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. Oh, look. Tony's driving a new Lexus. Just have him put in the driveway in a Lexus. Right? Like, 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 who does that? Like, Ray Donovan's very subtle with that. Ray pulls up in a Mercedes, new Mercedes every season. He doesn't go, hey, here's my Mercedes. Boop, boop. He just, he's just, he Ray Donovan's it, right? So the Sopranos, I'm going to put a clip up every day called Sopranos Sell Shit. And uh, it's just in the most intense moments in the show they will place a product do you know what I mean it's not like something like there there are subtle moments in the Sopranos where AJ who's Tony's son might go hey dad I thought you were going to take me to sports authority later to get me that new tennis racket or whatever the fuck right and he's like yeah I'll take you after this yeah we'll go to sports authority or or, or where where's Meadow gone oh she's gone down to Nordstrom's you know what I mean like you, you kind of just that's fine it moves the story along whilst mentioning a product kind of it's very throwaway very subtle maybe not so subtle but it kind of is so this one the these like i've just been watching it fascinated and you might go back and rewatch it you never noticed it before but when you go back and watch it like i saw one which is funny because i have i have a cold right now uh where this one girl is crying and polly is like oh <laughs> i swear to god here, have one of these new Kleenex. It's got aloe on both sides, so it's really good for your nose. <laughs> this fucking girl is just after being physically assaulted and beat up and, and God knows what else. <laughs> and they're trying to sell Kleenex on a rape victim. Uh, there was another one where Pussy before... I'm not spo- I don't give a shit if you... These are spoiler alerts if you haven't seen this show, and I don't give a fuck. Where is this one girl, and she was... Uh, a big pussy. He was wearing, had to wear a wire. You know, he was a snitch on, on, on Tony and his crew. And the guy gets him in the car and they're parked in a, in a mall with a big outside an office depot. And he's putting a fucking wire on Pussy. And he's like, hey, Pussy, we just put new batteries into that wire. We got him over at the office depot. <laughs> I saw one yesterday. I'm watching it yesterday. I'm, it turns out Polly. I'm not going to spoil this, but he's yelling at his mother about how good he was as a son. I think Paulie's got tears in his eyes. He's crying. His mother's crying. There's this huge moment, this big mother and mother and son moment. And, and he's crying. He's like, how could you do this to me, Ma? All the things I did for you. I paid for you to stay in this beautiful fair care facilities. I got you all the books you wanted. And how about that massage chair? I got the massage chair. I got you from Sharper Image. <laughs> like, just he's breaking down. You know what I mean? Or Tony's like to the guy, hey, call me. You know what? Don't call me on the landline. Call me on one of these. And he hands fucking Steve Buscemi's character. He stands, hands him this box with a Motorola. He goes, it's a Motorola. I heard they're the best. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you even not even trying anymore? He comes home another one. He's he, It's a hot day in June. Junior, Uncle Junior says, and this is not foreign if you've never seen The Sopranos. Uncle Junior just says to him, he's like, it's a hot out there today. Hey, hey, Tony. I was like, yeah, do you have something refreshing like a Coke? 
<laughs> what the fuck? They they murdered a child. They killed a child in an episode just so they can promote a car. Like they go to school. Tony and Carmela go to the school to talk about their son's grades. And as they're about to go into the office, it shows the the second the school secretary hang up her phone and she says something like, "Karen and John were in a car accident. They're only kids. John is dead and Karen's in a coma." And they go, that's terrible. And they don't mention it. They're not even characters you knew. You didn't even meet them. They weren't even friends of Tony's kids. But what happens is the next scene, Tony's at home, he pulls into a driveway in this big Nissan SUV. And he just goes, hey, I got this because of the accident. He goes, look at, with all the new brakes, the, 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 these are some of the safety fe- features that Nissan offers. One of their many safety features they offer. I was like, fuck. And I could go on for days about them. I could go on for days about them. But it's so keep an eye out for that page called Soprano Sell Shit. I'm just going to make it and post clips all day long. And if not, go to my regular TikTok, Mick Thomas Comedy. And uh, it's hysterical. If you're a fan of The Sopranos, go back and watch it. But if you're a fan, a fan of just insanity, go watch it again and realize, like, holy fuck, I never noticed that before. Um, yeah, Sopranos Sell Shit. That's the name of the page I'm going to call it. Um, maybe Sopranos underscore sells underscore shit. Don't know. We'll see. Stand out of it. Um, so yeah, anyway, back to Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey passed away this week. Uh, you might know him as, uh, he, I mean, he, he was a nice guy. He was a comedian. I worked with Gilbert many times. I knew Gilbert from, I've uh, worked with him many times. I was, I did a movie with him. Terrible movie. Terrible, terrible movie. Um, I can't stress that enough for the producers listening to this who wanted to do a sequel, um, mentioned me in the sequel, to directors, uh, to all the actors who were in it. Eric Roberts was in it. You know, um, Gilbert Godfrey, I was in it. Uh, it's a terrible movie. A terrible, terrible movie. Um, I won't even name it, because then you'll have to go watch it, and then you'll see me doing a terrible movie, and I don't I don't want to do that. But anyway, so, uh, so I've worked with Gilbert a bunch of times, and he, he really was a nice man, a very nice, polite man, but we weren't friends, you know, we weren't friends. And this is the thing, I don't know why how he passed away, because I know I worked with him not so long ago, he didn't seem like he was sick, he never, because he was always a frail, kind of older man. And you might know Gilbert mainly from uh, Aladdin, he did the voice of, uh, Ara- is it Irago? Iago, Iago, I think it is. I could be wrong. Um, from a in Aladdin, and he was in the Aflac commercial that he got in trouble for. He said, uh, "I think remember during the tsunami, the Japanese tsunami." He said, "If you're looking," he said, "My girl, my friends, my friend, his girlfriend left him. She was Japanese, and I said, do 'Don't worry, another one will come floating by.' Uh, funny joke, funny joke, but Aflac didn't think so." And I think it was what around the first, around the start of cancel culture, and they got rid of him for that one, you know, Affleck. Um, but he was uh, a really nice, a kind man. He was always nice to me. The times we worked, and you know, he knew me when I walk in the room. Be like, he would turn up at clubs that I'm at, uh, and on top of that, we were booked to work together. We've co-headlined. I've opened for him, and 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 whatever. And it, it's, you know, we didn't have each other's numbers. So I wouldn't call each other friends. I don't want to call it friend. I don't know what, what, what your definition of a friend is. Um, but sorry guys, nearly done. This cold is, uh, bugging me. But what, the one thing I did notice 
about it. And there's a comedian out there, Jay Nog. J-A-Y-N-O-G. Haven't seen Jay in years and years. I reached out to him this morning on Instagram. Uh, when I, We kind of started around the same time. We kind of just went on parallel paths. And uh, I haven't seen Jay in years. Or spoke to him in years. But I messaged him today because he had this post. Someone shared a post of his. And I'm paraphrasing the joke. So I'm sorry, Jay, if I'm fucking up your, your joke. Check him out, Jay Nog. Very funny guy. And he writes, um, looking at all the pictures that comedians are posting with Gilbert Godfrey, it makes me realize that Gilbert didn't care who opened for him. <laughs> and it's such a fucking slap in the face to comedians, because, but good, right? Because every comic, I don't do it. I've done, I've once asked a comedian that wasn't my friend. To take a picture. I've asked my friends a bunch of times. Hey man let's get a shot together. I do it all the time. Let them be famous or not. I've taken shots with them. Um, but the only celebrity. Or famous comedian I asked to take a picture with. Was years and years ago. Which was Greg Giraldo. Um, he's just one of my favorites. And I didn't think I'd ever get. Because I, I was starting comedy. And I didn't think I'd ever get the opportunity to work with him again. Because I just didn't think I was that good enough. Uh, you know. And then he passed, so I just did that. But then you kind of get better and you progress as comedy and you, you start to treat these people like your peers these big guys you know I've worked, and I've worked with all of them I've been on shows with all the greats I really have um, that are still alive of course you know name it I've been, I've been there either they, let it, they, they popped in or, or whatever it is I've, I've been on over, over the last 15 years I've been on I've been on shows with all the greats and I never asked to take a picture with them I've been asked to get in the picture um, but I've never once said, "Hey, can we take a picture?" And it's just, just who I, I don't know. I just think they're, you're, they're not my friends, right? They're just peers, the guys who, you know, who just happen to be in the same vicinity as me. I've just never asked it. I've never asked it. And uh, but comics will do that. It's such a thing, like especially on like Long Island comics, Jersey comics. You know, uh, they'll just want to attach themselves to fame. To the point where, and this is my 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 theory on it. I could be wrong, but they want to attach themselves to fame, and any club will just fucking throw any comic up to open for somebody or do a guest spot because it's their club, right? It's their club, so they'll put up anybody, and then these anybody's who are not that good at comedy, not yet. It's their art, right? That's their art. I'm sure it'll get better, but they'll just so now they'll say they worked with Gilbert, and it's just a weird thing. Um, it's not like music. Like if you're playing guitar for two years. There's a, there's a chance you're not going to be on the same show as Rolling Stones. But comedy is different. If you start comedy for a year and then all of a sudden you happen to be at a club and the club owner likes you, he could put you on the stage with the Rolling Stones of comedy. Uh, so it's it's always been fascinating to me. So uh, all these like just bad comics will just take pictures with these celebrities after the show and then they'll post them when they die and they'll make it about them. I worked with... You didn't work with them. All right, you got thrown on the show. Let's be honest. The bigger guys bring their own openers, which is a smart thing to do. So you're not leaving it up to the club because I've got stung with that. And I'm by no means famous or, or big enough. But I, I know if I can bring my own opener, I know what type of show I'm going to have. You know? Um. So sometimes these guys will just have, they don't care. They'll just show up. They don't care who opens for them. Let the club decide. And then these fucking terrible comics will just take a picture with them after the show. And they'll make it about them. They'll make it about them. Um, 
you know, and, and that's and it, she, it, that's all Instagram was the night Gilbert died. Just these open micers. And again, I'm not faulting the level you're at. So don't think this is me being snobby. I don't want any comics contact me. Oh, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm not doing any of that stuff. I just think it, it's just funny that they kind of tried to portray this thing of, yeah, I, me and Gilbert, pff, all the time, man. All the time. We just, me and Gilbert used to hang out. It happened with Norm MacDonald. And, and, and I've been in pictures with Norm MacDonald. I didn't post them when Norm died. You know, I didn't post, I didn't never worked with Bob Saget actually, so I can't post a picture with him. Uh, Louis Anderson, I did talk about him, but I've been with Louis, like, these, these guys who just passed away recently, and it's just all these little comics, these people who just make it about them. Oh no, I'm so heartbroken. Gilbert was a good friend. He wasn't a friend of yours. I worked with Gilbert way more times than you did, and I still wouldn't call him a friend, because we just didn't know each other like that. Stop calling, like, comedians your friends when you just happen to work with them once in a while. That's it. If a comedian calls you up and asks you to help him move or drive, drive you to the airport, that's your friend. You call him when you're in a jam, that's your friend. Hey, can you fill in a spot for me? That's your friend. Because you're thrown on the show by a club owner that doesn't give a fuck, no matter what part of the country you're in, it's not your friend. It's just someone, of your, he's a victim of circumstance and you just got lucky. That's all it was. But I do wish Gilbert... You know, may he rest in peace, wherever he is now. Um, he was a very funny comic. A very, very funny comic. He really was. Um, he had this, this this bit he would do, or, or he had this persona where he would go up and take the most offensive joke, like a joke joke. Two guys walk into a bar. Tell it, but then elaborate on it. You know what I mean? He would turn to a woman in the audience like, Miss, can you see that guy? He's got cum in his mouth. Like he would, he would explain the joke that he just told, but make it more graphic. And he was really, he was always funny to watch. A very quiet, very like, oh, thank, oh, thank you. Oh, like very sit in the room in the corner, talk to himself. Um, you know, very rarely have a conversation. He there was a documentary being made about him actually. I don't ever know what happened to it. We're making a documentary about him. Maybe a year, two years before COVID. And I was in it. It was me and him hanging out. I don't know whatever happened to it. Hopefully it'll come out now. Uh, maybe my part will be cut. Because I'm not friends with him. So my part won't be probably left in it. I'm not friends with him. So I'll cut it out probably. But I would like to see that documentary. It was about him following Because I don't know much about Gilbert. His personal life. Neither did all those cunts taking a picture with him. But uh, anyway, Gilbert Godfrey, rest in peace. And I uh, hope we're done losing comedians now because, you know, we're a sad bunch. Uh, we we need more comedians in the world, especially now as as hate speech, not hate speech, as um, censorship is getting tougher. Uh, we need more of us to fucking break through. So rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, liking, subscribing, lads, and sharing. I do appreciate you coming in if you're watching on youtube give me a thumbs up thumbs down throw in a comment whatever you want to do share it for fuck's sake let's help people help people tell people about the show follow me on instagram mick thomas comedy follow me on tiktok mick thomas comedy that's all i have that's all i have i don't have anything else i'm done clean as a whistle i am out of the rat race of social media anyway let's take care of yourselves as always wash your hands you dirty fuckers good luck to you may 27 may 28 governor's comedy club in levittown Good luck to you. Bye-bye.